0: everyone, welcome to Plan Dulce, a podcast by the Latinos in Planning Division of the American Planning Association, where we chat about urban planning topics unfolding in Latino communities across the country. Today, we are continuing our conversation on electric mobility, and we're speaking with Kevin Shin and Alejandra Alvarez from Bike LA about their work on electric cargo bikes and small businesses in the Los Angeles area. Kevin and Alejandra, could you please uh, introduce yourselves?
1: Sure. Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Shen. I'm the deputy director for Bike LA. Uh, I work on uh, a whole variety of things for the organization, uh, including our operational uh, operations, as well as our finances uh, and our programming.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Alejandra Alvarez. I'm project manager with Bike LA. I oversee the e bike pilot as well as other projects under our organization.
0: Thanks so much. And could one of you please provide an overview of the program and kind of how we got started and what the goals are?
1: Sure. So I can give the overview and Ali will have a lot more of the details uh, as she manages the day to day. So this program came about uh, because of an opportunity we were alerted to with the L.A. Department of Water and Power. They were looking for uh, programs that could do um, that could be implemented in order to uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions reductions in uh, targeted areas that suffer from sort of high levels of pollution. Uh, which includes uh, around the port of Los Angeles. So uh, while we were looking at opportunities, one of the things that we quickly realized was um, e-bikes were becoming increasingly popular uh, and we were seeing a lot more folks use uh, e-bikes, but most of the folks that were using e-bikes were using them almost entirely recreationally. We felt like there was a, you know, we felt like there were examples from other cities where e-bikes were benefiting small businesses, and we wanted to see if there was a way to make that more accessible and affordable to a lot of those small businesses, particularly uh, in areas that. You know, do suffer from uh from that extra pollution uh from uh, from the port, and so uh, when we saw the opportunity, uh, it didn't take us very long to formulate an idea that uh, we felt like would work. We kind of shopped it around to some of the small businesses that we were uh, that we had some relationships with in um in San Pedro, in uh, Wilmington, and Harbor City. Uh, just to get a sense of whether or not there would be interest, and this was, you know, pre-pandemic, so uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of interest from folks because uh, they wanted to see if there was a way to find uh, an opportunity to do deliveries in a more. Uh, more eco-conscious, uh, less greenhouse gas emitting, and frankly, less expensive way than having to hire a driver and a car and deal with all of that. So um, that's sort of where this idea sparked from was wanting to just create an opportunity that was uh, that would really be be focused on small businesses because we find that oftentimes uh, when it comes to New infrastructure and new ideas, small businesses are the ones that uh, are the ones that oftentimes get left out of, of those opportunities. And we really wanted to kind of focus this on uh, those types of businesses because we know that they can benefit the most from it. Plus, in an area like San. Pedro, uh, Wilmington, um, kind of the harbor region of LA, a lot of those small businesses are owned by uh, POC. Um, and a lot of them are, you know, even micro businesses that are being just run out of, run out of people's homes. So we knew that, uh, if we were going to be able to kind of create the greatest level of impact for, uh, any, any population of people that, uh, this was going to be a way for us to achieve that, um, pretty readily.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. I think that really sets the backdrop. Um, now moving on to Alejandra, since it seems like you, you know, do the day-to-day operations? What has that been like? Um, Just, yeah, just tell us more about the experience.
2: Yeah, this has been an extraordinary experience, uh, simply because as a bicycle advocacy organization, we already face challenges with trying to convince people to ditch cars and ride bikes instead, even though there's so many more benefits to riding a bicycle. So um, kind of coming into this project, uh, it was a unique challenge because it's an e-bike and a lot of folks, while e-bikes have become increasingly more popular, a lot of folks still don't know what an e-bike is. And there's a lot of misconceptions about it, a lot of fear around riding e-bikes, especially for folks who haven't ridden bikes in general for a very long time. So um, coming into this project, uh, one of the challenges was getting the buy-in of the community of small businesses to uh, consider participating in this pilot. And when we initially started our outreach and recruitment, um, we faced a significant amount of resistance from folks who weren't quite convinced that an e-bike could really benefit their business. Um, But when we brought in LA Walk, Safe Street, Community Promotores, um, these are community leaders with extensive networks and relationships in the community already. Um, they were champions of this pilot, and they were able to effectively communicate uh, its goals, its mission, and I think uh, it ended up being quite successful because of uh, their um, engagement. Uh, soon, we had folks coming up to us and saying, "How do we? How can we get an e-bike? We think this is extraordinary. We want to be a part of it." And before we know it, we had 25 participants of the first cohort, and I think just connecting with these community members has been probably the best part because uh, I'm an LA resident I've lived in LA most of my life and I am um, just beginning to learn about uh, these pockets of like micro businesses small businesses that exist in San Pedro, Wilmington and Harbor City so that's been that's been a really great part of this this opportunity
0: did you find that you know so it seems like the promoters were absolutely vital were the businesses that they approached kind of ones that they I think you mentioned they had relationships with but then I'm just trying to imagine, were these businesses already kind of doing some deliveries to an extent, or did the e-bikes kind of help them get started with deliveries?
2: I would say that about 70% of them were already doing deliveries, and maybe okay. the other 30 started as a result of this pilot. Um, and this is from like the testimonies I'm receiving from the participants as we're going through this uh, pilot, as uh, they're exiting the pilot and concluding their uh, six-month month with the e-bike. Um, but yeah, these are, you know, the businesses are changing. They've changed for a long time. And when you think small business, you think, you know, kind of a business that has an office space or is, you know, firmly located in some part of the community, but it's changing. So many folks, as Kevin mentioned, are working from their home. So, uh, the promotores, uh, did a lot of, um, outreach uh, to surrounding businesses that maybe had solidified locations within the neighborhoods, but they also were just reaching out to neighbors. They were reaching out to um, folks that they knew through their work uh, with other initiatives in the community. And uh, that's how we got more of those micro businesses who were like, you know, I do have a business. I don't do deliveries because I don't have a car because I do have a car, but I can't afford to be driving it around in LA. Or I just am I've gotten quite a few people who have said they're scared of driving in LA. And you know, so they feel more comfortable riding bikes or walking and uh, or taking the bus. So um, a lot of it came from word of mouth too. One business got an e-bike and they're like, how did you get an e-bike? This is amazing. And we kind of figured that that would happen because um, when someone comes to you with such an amazing opportunity and maybe you don't have a lot of trust, right? Because Bike LA is growing that trust in this community. They think, well, this can't be real. Why would they just give me an e-bike for no apparent reason? And when the promotores came in, they were like, no, uh, they're vetted. <laughs> like we vouch for you. you. <laughs> we vouch for them. And then they saw the e-bike. They're just like, okay, I, I want to take a, I want to take a, a bike. I want to apply this to my business model. And um, it's proven successful. A lot of them have decided to move forward with purchasing the e-bike and continuing to use it for their delivery services.
1: When we originally envisioned this program, it was pre pandemic. And so, like during the pandemic, um, we saw that tremendous shift of a lot of people to working from home. And also, a lot of small businesses basically had to rethink their business models because they could no longer have people coming into their shops. So they really needed to start to think about how to actually get their products out to their customers or how to visit with clients that they, you know, uh, because they could no longer have the clients come to them. So it became a it became almost necessity with the changes from the pandemic for people to kind of think about new approaches and new ways to do their business and deliver their products or services to the people who needed them. On top of that, we also saw that tremendous jump in gas prices during the pandemic where, you know, there was a moment where the average price of gasoline was above $6 a gallon in in California. And during that period, so many people were like, Oh my God, I just can't afford this. Like I don't want to drive because I just can't afford to pay the, you know, to pay for gas. So this offered them an alternative that was much lower cost um significantly reduced their expenses and really made it possible for some folks to just even consider the possibility of offering delivery or like uh at-home visits as a part of their business and it was something that you know for for those for whom it was a new offering it really gave them an opportunity to expand their business and for those who were already offering it to some extent it gave them a way to do it in a more cost effective manner that also just had the added benefit of reducing greenhouse gas emissions because it was offsetting trips that they would have been taking in a car otherwise.
0: Yeah, lots lots of benefits. Uh, but it seems in a way that it was just practical, you know, it just kind of makes sense for them.
1: Um,
0: so, thinking through, you know, how to demystify e bikes, I'm wondering what the promotores did besides just you know again vouching for you all did they try out the e-bikes like did they you know how 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 is that jump how how did they take that leap
2: so we knew that folks were going to be resistant to the idea so um we came up with an idea to uh host an e-bike safety training and also it was a prerequisite to being a part of the pilot And that's how we brought folks in. So the promotores were just like, hey, there's this program. Um, If you want to learn more, just come to the e-bike safety training. And that's where we guided them with just basic bike safety skills, um, rules of the road. And they had an opportunity to test ride the e-bike around their local park. Um, And I think this is what uh, further um, influenced folks to try the e-bikes because uh, they knew that they had the support of uh, us as uh, league certified cycling instructors teaching them you know how to use a, a bike out on the road and uh it's funny you mentioned it one of the promotores uh, actually does have an e-bike of their own they joined our um our first cohort so that they can conduct their recruitment and engagement on their e-bike and um probably one of my favorite parts because <laughs> i i got to witness that particular promotora uh become such a bicycle advocate and uh you know over the six month period I saw her just adding like more stuff to the e-bike. She had like uh, a car seat for her, her granddaughter on the back. Like it's it was fun to to witness them uh champion e-bikes by demonstrating like hey I could use it too and um so I think the, the e-bike safety training was a great tool for for kind of uh you know supporting folks to transition and uh, not be so fearful of e-bikes that's really amazing and abuelita riding an (laughs) e-bike no and and i i have to it it makes all of the difference when you see people that look like you riding e-bikes because then you're like i can do it too and it's an option for me and um I'm glad that she approached me and said, hey, can I be a part of the pilot, even though I'm kind of doing the engagement piece? I said, why not? I think that's great <laughs> because if folks see you riding a bike around the community, they're gonna come up to you and ask, like, how did you get this bike? And it, it, that turned out to be exactly the case. As,
0: you know, cities, Like municipalities began to think, or other nonprofits across the country began to, you know, wonder how they can provide programming for e-bikes to promote them and not just promote them for somebody's personal use, but like how you all are doing for small businesses. What other models have you seen or what kind of things would you recommend that other municipalities or nonprofits keep in mind as they work through something like this?
1: Sure. So we were fortunate enough to have this program be funded uh, through the L.A. Department of Water and Power. But uh, and, and that you know, gave us the flexibility to essentially offer the bikes during the pilot period for free so that people could develop a an approach to using them as a part of their business. So it really gave them that flexibility. But we've seen some other interesting models, actually, in other places, that we would love to see uh get implemented in LA um, and in other cities as well. There was one model that we saw in Philadelphia, or sorry, not Philadelphia, uh just in in Pennsylvania somewhere, where essentially the uh business improvement district bought the bikes and hired uh hired riders to basically handle all of the deliveries. And so it became a bid approved or bid supported uh e-bike delivery service and they would they would handle so instead of having each individual small business that was a part of the bid go and deal with the um you know the door dashes and all of these um app-based uh delivery services they basically took that on as a part of the services that were provided for um them being a member of the bid for those businesses being a member of the bid and basically provided them with a delivery service uh that was uh, entirely done through uh, e-cargo bikes. So models like that are models that that you know we've we've expressed interest in and and have actually talked to some uh, either chambers of commerce or business improvement districts to to look at the possibilities of how we might be able to uh, encourage more of that type of of programming. Uh, Because we think that, you know, whether it's giving e-bikes to individual businesses or developing a way for uh, e-bikes to be a part of some of the benefits that are offered through a Chamber of Commerce or business improvement district type of of model, the goal ultimately is to transition more and more of these folks away from the use of automobiles, like private automobiles, for the purposes of deliveries. Um, We've also been in conversations with companies like Herbie. Um, They have uh, in the past developed sort of E cargo bikes uh, with some towing capacity essentially, so they can tow a little cart behind them. The new, uh, their new models have the ability to tow like these huge uh, basically carriers that can carry 400 pounds. And so instead of, right, so instead of like doing your deliveries in in an urban center and inevitably, you know, a UPS truck or a FedEx truck, when it parks somewhere, it ends up either double parking because they just don't have the space. There's not a, you know, there's not a designated delivery zone for them to park in. So they end up parking in bike lanes. They end up blocking the road. They create traffic chaos. Like there's just so much about that model that is Uh, particularly in dense urban centers, just doesn't make sense. And so if we could transition those um, deliveries to being done on an e-bike where a rider can tow 400 pounds of stuff behind them, right, and do that delivery using only the bike lanes, like imagine the amount of congestion you would reduce by taking those trucks out of the urban center and allowing all of those deliveries to be done uh, done by bike. So that that type of thinking and those types of models are ones that we'd love to continue to build relationships around to work with different organizations and different types of uh, businesses to just figure out ways to make that possible. Because we think that, you know, our belief is that a lot of the things that people feel reliant upon a car for right now are really things that can be done via an e-bike. And the e-bike can really replace those car trips and replace Uh, some of those, um, uh, some of those, those truck, uh, you know, the, the, uh, some of those trucks that are, that are, that are handling deliveries. And there's an opportunity here, you know, it's, it's also an opportunity for some of these uh, delivery businesses to kind of rethink their models as well, to be more environmentally friendly. So there's a confluence of things that's happening that really would make this, um, you know the the use of e-bikes a, should should become a much bigger part of how we think about our urban landscape, especially as it pertains to you know things like deliveries and things like um, just getting uh, getting goods from 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 one place to another.
0: For sure, yes, uh, congestion is a real issue, and uh, these trucks they. When they don't double park, sometimes they go up on the sidewalk and eventually that wears down the sidewalk, you know, and it cracks and it's just it blocks pedestrians, it blocks everybody like the bike lanes. So, uh, yeah, thinking through some of these new ways of, yeah, reframing what deliveries can look like at scale for these very large uh, delivering companies. um. Yeah, I'd I love to see more of that, and I love this kind of peer to peer exchange you seem to be having with other groups. I love that because I think that's when you really you really learn, and you really feel you're introduced to new ideas, you're introduced to like new, uh just ways of thinking and ways of doing things, and questioning how things have been done, and seeing like oh wow, if they did it there, we can absolutely try it here at least and see how it goes. So. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I guess now that you have done this pilot, um, what have what has been kind of the response uh, from the small businesses as you know they continue to use them, and then as a pro- as the program evolves, what are some of the things that you're hoping will happen
2: uh, in the future? So um, I've been conducting exit interviews with Cohort 2, who's preparing to either return the e-bikes or purchase them uh, in the next three weeks. And I'm uh, receiving an overwhelming positive response from the participants, including Cohort 1, which ended earlier in the year. Um, they're just so grateful for this opportunity. And I think something that that strikes strikes me as the most significant aspect of this pilot is that we focused on micro businesses and small businesses and to hear it directly from the participants during their exit interviews, that that's one thing that they think is the most positive of this pilot, just goes to show that um, we were doing the work where it needed to be completed uh, because a lot of them have shared that, you know we're deserving of these resources as well. And uh, we very rarely have the opportunity to take advantage of resources like this, either because they're not available or because we're not made aware of, of these programs. So they're very grateful for the e-bike pilot and um, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm happy with the results. I'm happy that we got to connect with a group of community members who feel the impacts of ha- poor air quality and high traffic congestion the most. And um, to give them the tools to navigate their, their, their community in just a different way is, is is very rewarding. And I'm happy that I got to connect with all of these small business owners and now have a community of people that I have networks with in, in the Harbor area. Um, and to your point earlier, like it's refreshing to see our participants reflect the communities that we're trying to work with here. And these are those who are under-resourced and often overlooked when we think of small businesses and practices that inc- could improve not only a business but people's lives. I'm um, learning from participants that it's not only helping their businesses, they're also going on more bike rides with their families on the weekends and they're getting exercise and you know they're getting to point A to B a lot quicker so they're less frustrated because they're not sitting in traffic because they don't have to worry about finding parking um, overwhelmingly positive across the board. Um, and I couldn't be any happier that uh, we're here. I'm, I'm I'm very happy.
1: You know, even though the e-bikes are intended for business purposes, um, we made it so that it was feasible for them to actually use it for um, personal purposes as well. So it, we didn't we didn't say, oh, you can't use this at all for anything outside of your business. Uh, we wanted to make it so that it was available to them all the time if they wanted to, to take advantage of it. And the lifestyle changes that Ale noted that some of the folks made because of having access to that e-bike is pretty tremendous for you know people who are pretty heavily dependent on public transit or walking as their primary modes of, of transportation. And adding the presence of an e-bike gave them the ability to do even more uh, and and do it in a uh, less stressful and less strenuous uh, way, which is what we're hoping to see actually amongst the general population, that as more people understand and uh, discover the joy of e-bike ownership and what what the possibilities that that can bring and the doors that that can open, uh, that, that, that that actually causes uh, more people to consider the shift away from private automobile trips for a lot of things. You know, I think uh, the statistic is something like 60% of trips in uh, in the LA area are less than uh, less than five miles. And that's the perfect range for an e-bike, um, you know, and, and an e-bike gives you the ability to Carry more, so you know if you're bringing groceries home, you're not lugging, you're not lugging all of that extra weight by yourself. You've got the 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 motor to assist you, and so these are the types of things that we hope to see more people do. Is uh, as it benefits their business, it also evolves their um, their personal lifestyles. And vice versa, as well as more people learn to um, adopt e bikes for personal use, that they also uh, expect and see the same changes from the businesses uh, around them.
0: I love that. Yeah, that it's kind of branching out to create changes in their everyday life and their lifestyles, and maybe eventually the lifestyles of their the people around them, you know, their families, their extended families, their friends, and yeah, um, I'm hoping <laughs> it has some kind of ripple effect, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> this is kind of like the epicenter, and then it just kind of trickles, trickles out, and yeah, more people feel like, yeah, as they see, oh, this is how I can yeah go grocery shopping with it this is what it actually feels like and looks like and the mechanics of it all and seeing oh this is like really nice <laughs> and especially you know like um for folks that may not have a car or um you know it it, it does get hot in LA <laughs> so uh having the can definitely really help I imagine um you also maybe feel a little bit of breeze
2: perhaps um, I think it's so funny that you mentioned that because during one of my exit interviews with a participant yesterday, that's one of the comments they made. Really? They said it's nice to have the fresh air, like I could feel it through my hair. Um, whereas when I used to walk everywhere, it was so difficult. Um, so they're definitely enjoying, um, you know, the efficiency of a bicycle, especially in LA weather. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, funny you mentioned awesome. that.
0: I know you all kind of mentioned some of the things that you enjoyed about the program but uh if I could just you know ask you what your favorite like with it may be something somebody said or like something you saw like what has been kind of your favorite part about this whole process
1: for me I actually think one of the favorite parts for me was learning about all of the different types of small businesses that people are actually operating mm-hmm. out of their homes or in sort of like very limited uh facility you know very limited facilities um there were just so many different types of of businesses that do all kinds of things i mean we had folks who were selling hats uh we had folks that were making crepes uh we had folks that were delivering other foods like it was just an amazing array of different types of businesses <laughs> And many of them I didn't even realize were in the, in the community until we had the opportunity to really engage with them and, and learn more about them. And this, we intended this program to be more than just a, you know, just a uh, opportunity to sort of facilitate um, the visibility of e-bikes, but we really wanted these small businesses to benefit from the visibility as well. And so, by doing this, it gave them an opportunity to also sort of promote and uh, market their businesses to a broader audience as well. So, we we you know, for me, I think that was a big part of the joy that I got out of this was just learning more about um, the businesses that are in the community.
2: And embroidery, so they embroidered hats and clothes and all of that, Um, but I absolutely agree with Kevin, and it kind of goes into what my favorite piece of this pilot has been, and it's the community building, Uh, because uh, aside from connecting small businesses with a host of other um, businesses in in the area, I feel like I got to know everyone on a personal level, like from the community promotores who helped us with the -hmm. the engagement and, and the recruitment, to each small business that I, you know, have conversations with over the phone, and uh, and it's typically about the bike or the the pilot in general, but, you know, these are people who remind me a lot of my family members, they remind me a lot of my community members, they remind me a lot of home, so, uh, you know, a quick call about a question about the tire could turn into a whole conversation about where to ride bikes in, in their neighborhood, so. I had a tremendous time getting to know each small business and the community of promotores. And just one thing that I'd like to highlight is that this really did take a village. the The community engagement that went into this was more than just the recruitment, but like you know, we had folks uh, working on the e bikes, creating customized racks. We had folks doing the uh, e bike safety instruction. We um, supported small businesses and had like broke bread with these with 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 the participants at our e bike safety and we sat around and got to know one another. And um, I think that's really special because it it emphasizes that we're all working towards a common goal here. And while the e-bike pilot participants wanted a bicycle to facilitate their delivery services, they're also contributing to uh, decreasing greenhouse gas emissions in in their communities, which are heavily impacted by air pollutants. Um, And so without knowing it, we're all, building coalitions here of bicycle advocates and um, just working to just make LA more sustainable. And sometimes that doesn't need to be said, it's just happening right in front of you. So I'm very grateful to have connected with all these people and they've touched my heart most definitely just with the stories that they share with me and the way that they welcomed me, me and Kevin, you know, like they just, they're so grateful for this pilot and I'm grateful for them, honestly.
0: Wow, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, Well, with that, um, unless there's anything else that you'd like, any last words you'd like to share, um, but I'm very grateful for you all. And um, yes, I definitely want to keep up with your blog on your website and see how this continues to evolve. And yeah, I hope that... uh, more cities become inspired uh, and more nonprofits and there's more funding available to, you know, sustain these kinds of pro- uh, pilot programs. So, yeah, any last words before we go?
1: I think that last part that you mentioned is really the key is uh, for these types of programs to continue to be available to communities. It is about making uh, sure that there's sufficient funding. And that's something that we're definitely looking for, Uh, in terms of growing this program we want to be able to continue it uh, in uh, the current the current project area which is the harbor region of uh, the city of Los Angeles but we'd also love to be able to expand this further into other cities uh, nearby and now that we've developed and and had the opportunity to kind of figure out the process for how to deploy and how to uh, how to how to sort of manage the bikes it it's it's really more now about just getting the the volume out there, getting more bikes on the road, getting more small getting them into the hands of more small businesses uh, in more different communities in order to continue to have that effect carry through and and be able to impact uh, more people's lives. So we really, you know, are looking for um, if there are folks who, are listening, who, uh, you know, you, you want to see a program like this in your community and you're in the LA area, um, please reach out to us. We'd love to figure out a way to uh, coordinate and find funding in order to do that, because we really believe that this type of program has the ability to uh, make a massive change to the way that people think about their transportation needs and we really want this type of programming to uh, be able to have that impact on all of the uh, all of the communities in um, in the LA region. so, please, please reach out to us. Um, You can can connect with us and and we'd love to have conversations to bring this type of programming to more and more cities and more and more neighborhoods uh, in the city of LA.
0: Many, many thanks to Kevin and Alejandra for sharing more about their program. I really hope that you're as inspired as I am about what's possible in our communities through the use of e-bikes. If you have an e-bike and use it for commuting or running errands, please let us know. We'd love to hear your story. Just email us a short audio clip with your name, where you live, and why you like it. We're at blandulcepodcasts at gmail.com. And if you'd like to learn more about the Latinos in Planning Division, maybe consider becoming a member. Our webpage is planning.org division Latinos. Thank you all for listening and have a great week. We'll see you next time.